Well, hello and welcome to March. This is the food month. And as you know, we've been talking about nourishing your body all month long. If you didn't realize it, enrich your body with food is the eighth self-love tool. And on today's episode, I'm answering the question, gut health and happiness. What's the connection? Welcome to Dr. Jen and Friends Lovecast, the podcast that breaks down all the ways you can design a clear vision for your life, build rock-solid happiness habits, and form a strong, supportive tribe so you can thrive as a human being. already join the happiness collective it's where followers congregate to feel supported feel part of a community and are held accountable for big changes in their life it's my little corner of the social world i have this immense desire to connect with other people and help them feel loved and supported and of course happy if you want to join look at the show notes and i tell you exactly how to do that So there are eight self-love tools, and today we're talking about the eighth one, enrich your body with nourishing food. Today I'm answering gut health and happiness. What's the connection? And I can't wait to share all the science of food, nutrition, mental health, and happiness. And if I'm being quite honest, this is not my absolute best topic to talk about, which is why... I invited a guest to today's show. So I want to say hello to Maggie Roney. Maggie is a licensed professional counselor and functional medicine practitioner. She's worked in the mental health field for over 10 years, and she has a private mental health practice where she specializes in trauma, but she also gets to help clients get to the root cause of their mental and physical health issues, including chronic autoimmune disorders, depression, anxiety, thyroid, biome restoration, which I don't even know what that is, Maggie, can't wait to hear, and hormonal imbalances. So Maggie, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me because you are the expert. Oh, thank you for having me. So before we get started, I do want to remind our listeners because we're talking about food and this is kind of a hot topic with everybody, everybody has an opinion on how to eat. Um, But my um, reminder is, just because we're talking about food, I'm not encouraging people to count things. Counting calories or fat grams or weighing in, that is not my focus on food. No, not at all. In fact, I mean, if someone tells me, okay, you can't have chocolate, uh, that's what I want all the time. So I think thems are biting words. Yeah, Yes, they are. (laughs) Absolutely. Focusing on foods that are unique to your individual unique body. And my goal with all of our listeners, Maggie, is that they become more self-aware so they can kind of tune into the inside of their body and know what's going on in there, both mentally and physically. We share this passion because we're both counselors. So we want that self-awareness and that insight. One of the things that I know and you know as an expert is that food plays a really big part in how we feel. But you really don't know that until you're ready to take a 
kind of a deep dive into what you put in your body and see what an impact it makes on the on the output. Would you agree with that? Is that how you would say that or how would you phrase that differently? Absolutely. Um, A lot of people say you are what you eat. Okay. well, we take it one step further in the functional medicine world of you are what you eat, absorb, you know, utilize, you know, the nutrients that comes from that. Are they actually getting into your body so that you can utilize them? So it's more than just what you eat. I think one of the best places that we could start when I was uh, looking at your profile and introducing you now, we've known each other for a long time. But one of the things that I'm not as knowledgeable about is functional medicine and also biome restoration. So I wonder if you could start with that and talk about the microbiome. Like, what the heck is that? What does that even mean? (laughs) So microbiome, uh, it comes from Latin, meaning small life, okay? And in our gut, we have millions of microbes that our bodies utilize. Uh, We need them, and they need us. We share DNA. And they help make other materials. They help break down materials so that we can utilize them. So we are just as much as dependent on them as they are for us. So having a squeaky clean gut with nothing, it's not going to work. We have to have all of the microbiome. We have to have that microbes in there so that we can make certain chemicals So I guess what you're talking about is this idea of good bacteria and bad bacteria. Is that right? And you're saying that we actually need a good balance in our gut of both of those, that having squeaky clean, just good bacteria, that's not what we're aiming for. Right. Or having no bacteria. You know, I think that we kind of grew up thinking, okay, bacteria is bad. All bacteria is bad. No, we need some. We don't need too much. Because then we can have certain problems, uh, such as candida overgrowth or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, that SIBO that some people hear about. So we need a certain amount. And what I need in my gut is different from what you need in your gut. Well, how do we know if we've got too much or too little? I mean, how would somebody know if their gut is operating properly? And then also, Maggie, what does that have to do with mental health and happiness? You know, I feel like we I want to tie that in. Why are we even talking about that with mental health? Right. So again, it's very individualized, uh, which is part of functional medicine being very individualized treatment. uh, And you'll know when you have enough because your body will be working. And I'm not talking about surviving. It will be thriving. You will have great energy. You'll have that motivation to do things. You won't be sad. You won't be anxious. You won't, you know, be so tired. You don't want to have great sex. All of those we all want, but we have to make sure that our first and foremost, our gut bacteria is there working for us. And I hear that a lot. I don't understand what that has to do with mental health. Okay, so I have bacteria in my gut. Well, in our gut, it's that second brain. It's called the enteric nervous system. Okay, and it is home of two thirds of our immune system, which a lot of people don't know. Okay, Mm. we, yeah, isn't that amazing? 
That really is. And I think, you know, we see so many people that have autoimmune issues. You know, that's one of the things that you talk about. And I think what's really sad for me, and I'm kind of veering off a little bit here, is when I see clients with autoimmune issues that feel like that's just it. They just now have to live with this. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yes. And I thought the same thing. And I I am not at all, I want to put this disclaimer out there. I am not at all downplaying the need for medication in our society. I'm not at all downplaying the need for medical doctors, nurse practitioners, nurses, PAs, all of them. We all need them. Um, But that is kind of what I thought was once I found out that I had certain conditions, I thought, well, okay, I guess this is just the way life will be. And it wasn't until I was in my mid thirties and I was told, well, you're healthy. Well, I'm healthy, but I'm taking six medications. Hmm. So what does that mean when I'm going to be 45 or 50? So with autoimmune issues, it's not just one cause. You can have a genetic predisposition, but it's multiple causes. It could be food sensitivities. It could be a leaky gut. It could be, you know, and it, extreme stressful event that finally triggers it. So it's a building block of things that actually lead to that diagnosis of an autoimmune disorder. So somebody that comes and says, I've got this autoimmune disorder and it is genetic and there's nothing I can do about it. And so I'm going to be on medications. You know, Maggie, you and I share this belief that, um, medication should not be the first order of business. Uh, And I feel comfortable saying that. I know, again, to our listeners, don't get off your meds. Always seek advice from your physician. But there are alternatives. And food is one of those alternatives to feeling good. Food is tied to how healthy your gut is. And you talked a little bit about that second brain. The second brain is tied to our body in such a way that it sort of talks to our brain, right? Tells our brain what to do. It does. It goes through the vagus nerve and that goes from our intestines up to the brain. And in just a minute, I'll, I'll explain how, well, what does that have to do again with mental health and being happy? But our gut it's an exchange corridor. It's where what we eat and take in, our gut goes through and says, okay, are we going to use this or does this kind of go away? Do we need to put this as wastes and stuff? And so it also gets rid of wastes. So it takes the good things in and gets it to the rest of our body. And then it gets rid of things. And a lot of people, again, they ask, well, what does it have to do with being happy? Okay, 90% of your serotonin is made in your gut. And isn't that amazing? I I find that so amazing. And I think another thing that amazed me was no one told us in school that the longer you're on medication, your serotonin reuptake inhibitors, your SSRIs, uh, no one tells you that your body will eventually stop making serotonin. Mm. I, I never thought of that. It's, it's frustrating as a mental health provider, and you probably feel the same way. I get people that come in and they're on their third, fourth, fifth yes. medication. Yes. And for me, it's, it's not rocket science. It's like, well, okay, so they're not, they're not working, 
and I'm glad they're here to see me. But then the next big hurdle is, why is my therapist asking me about my food intake? Why is my therapist talking to me about what's going on in my body? And you know, I know those meds aren't working. We could talk about all the reasons they're not working, but what does work a lot of the times is food. Now, hey, I'm I'm also a proponent of meds, but when we're talking millions of people that are on these meds and also millions of people and it's not working, I think we've got a problem here. Absolutely. And again, you know, antidepressants are needed and there are times in people's lives where it will probably save their life along with other methods and counseling and support and all of that. But for that to be our first line of defense, you're right there. That's a huge problem now. And uh, I think it was that I read that about 30%, there was a 30% increase last year in medication for anxiety and depression alone, you know, due to the pandemic and and such, instead of looking at stress levels and food intake and sleep and all of that. It's been such a hard time. I mean, as a mental health professional, I've also seen people have just taken a nosedive with their mental health. And it's been really sad to watch. It's also been really sad that in my view, now I'll have to be real honest with you, Maggie, I personally feel like I've thrived. It's been one of the best years. (laughs) And I hate to say that because so many people are suffering. But I took it as an opportunity to really dive in. And some people didn't. And I understand that's just been so, so hard. But what we want as mental health professionals is for the people we see to dive in right? To take a look, like what is really happening and look yes. at yourself from a holistic standpoint. Yes, absolutely. And, and you're right. Some have thrived. Some have done very, very well. I think a lot of kids and teens, they've, you know, cause they were kind of grounded without a reason. That's what I tell parents when they call me and, you know, oh my book a session and I'll say, yeah. well, what do we expect? We grounded them, threw them in a closet and they have no reason. They, they didn't do anything wrong and they don't know when they're coming out. So. Oh my God. That is so good. I've not heard that perspective, yeah. but you're 100% right, Maggie. Yes. They're grounded without a reason. Yeah. Wow. So Maggie, going back to this gut thing, Let's talk about this poor bacteria. So what are the effects? I mean, if you've got too much poor, bad bacteria in your gut, what does that mean? How does somebody know that that they've even got that? So you'll have, uh, and it can be a multitude of reasons, not just poor bacteria and stuff in the gut, but you will have symptoms. You may feel brain fog. You may feel puffy. You may have achy joints. You may not have energy. You might uh, have diarrhea, constipation, and those are not normal. Headaches or body aches or brain fog, that is actually a gift in saying, your body is saying to you, hey, there's something going on. Please, please look into it. Please check it out. Don't just take the ibuprofen, which is needed at times. Yes, but don't just take something and, and tell me to be quiet. Because it'll do that for a little while. You know, our gut is constantly surveying because of the immune system being in the gut, two thirds of it. It's constantly going around and surveying and kind of looking around saying, is this good? Is it bad? And if it's good, okay, we're going to take it in and we're going to use it. If it's bad, we're going to get rid of it. But sometimes 
if there's a lack of nutrients or maybe some sort of attack on the lining of the gut, you know, it's just kind of wearing thin and we're not putting nutrients for it. It kind of begins to open up more than it should. And so bad things for it get through undigested food, uh, any kind of toxins, you know, you think about the GMOs, the pesticide laden foods, the refined carbs or sugars that we eat constantly day in, day out. All of the products that we use, uh, lotions, shampoos that have chemicals that our body looks at and says, whoa, wait a minute, what is this? And Mm -hmm. it handles it for a little while. And then after a while, it's just kind of like, okay, I, I can't do much more with this. And it just builds up and then we begin to have symptoms. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's when you start seeing symptoms, check with your gut as far as, oh, what's going on? You know, what am I needing more of? We just haven't been taught to do that. You know, I will say probably six years ago now, I had a major health crisis. And Maggie, I went to lots of doctors. I first started with my GP who did all kinds of blood work and was like, you look great. You're fine. No major Mm -hmm. issues. And I was like, no, something's wrong. I had the brain fog. It it seemed like my life went into 2D. I can't explain it. It's almost like I blacked out one day in an appointment with a client is what Mm. happened. And I thought, do I have low blood sugar? Like what's happening? Everything was fine. That was the day I I took myself to the emergency room because I was like, something bad is going down here. And um, I ended up going to my GP, an endocrinologist. I went to a heart doctor and then I ended up at a neurologist and everybody said, no issues. You're fine. The very last thing that one of the doctors said was, well, the next thing we can do is a neuropsych exam. Well, Maggie, you know, and I know what that is. And I was like, oh, no, hell no, I'm not doing that. I know there is something wrong with me. Well, on a fluke, I did a detox, just a clean eating detox for 10 days. And I took all the inflammatory foods, this top 20, I guess. I don't know if you've got a top whatever. And did that for 10 days. But I will tell you on the fourth day, the first three days were rough, rough. I mean, I'd never felt so bad in my life as I detoxed off of all this stuff, dairy and coffee and alcohol and everything. But on the fourth day, listen, I can't even tell you my world just opened up. I never felt so good. And then it continued. I guess what happened, and maybe you have more to say about like, what the heck was this? Because no doctor ever said there's anything wrong with me, but I knew there was. I think I had candida or some sort of, I don't know, just a buildup of some toxins or something, which may sound a little bit crazy, but it was bad, really bad. That's not crazy at all. Uh, And if whether it was candida or whatever it was, they feed off of that sugar. They feed off the refined carbs and the, or the refined foods that we eat that we think, hey, we're eating really, really good. We're eating wheat thins. Wheat thins are just filled with trash. I'm sorry. I'm not. Well, they're thin thins. in the name. They're thin right. in the name. Hello. Yes. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that that just came to my mind. I don't I don't know why. So, you know, and, and we all have our junk food that we just love. Mine's peanut M&Ms, even though that next day 
I'm going to know it. My face will actually swell. So I know not to do wow. that. I know, but uh, that's not crazy at all because once you stop feeding all of that stuff into your body, your body says, okay, now I can relax and now I can get to work. And then when we add in things like probiotics or prebiotics, then we can feed the good bacteria and the gut lining can start to replenish itself due to, okay, we can take in the vitamin D that's needed for those tight junctions in our gut. We can add in more B6 that's needed to make other things. So, you know, the process continues and whenever it heals. So in your practice, then, do you help people decide or know what they need to put in their body and and kind of look at that? I do. Uh, With the functional medicine, unfortunately, right now, it's not covered under insurance. So that is a separate service that I do. But yes, uh, the intake is almost two hours in length because we go back all the way to childhood. Okay, so Mm -hmm. what are some major things that have happened, whether it's trauma related, but then also body related? You know, what surgeries have you had? You know, when did you feel great to going to feeling like you do now? I get a lot of people that come in and they say, I'm on 12 different medications or I've tried everything and they all tell me just what your doctors told you. You're fine. You're doing great. Okay. When they know they're not doing well. And I just think that uh, a more in-depth look is needed. And that is what I provide. And I work closely with physicians all of the time. So it's not just Mm -hmm. A separate service, you know, but uh, we look at that. Sometimes, yes, we do labs. Sometimes we look at stool testing. Uh, my patients, clients, I'll still call them clients. That's always going to be me, you know. <laughs> um, but they always laugh because they always say, okay, here I am to talk about my poop again. Well, it controls <laughs> so much of our lives, you know, it's so much of our body and our brain. So we need to. It's a big topic. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I would agree with that. So looking at your poop, the color, the shape, the size. Yes, yes. You know, how do you feel right after you eat? How do you feel before you eat? You know, all of that. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we hear a lot about this word inflamed. What does that even mean, especially when it comes to the gut? Right. Well, and inflammation can be a very, very good thing. So, you know, if we happen to get a cut or anything like that, we need our body to act fast to help, you know, clot and to help kind of puff up a little bit. And that way it releases other white blood cells to come in and help and to clean up all the debris. And so it's, you know, on that surveillance system. But what happens in our gut or Anytime we take in toxins, we may not notice the inflammation or the immune system reaction right away. It may be nothing. It may be, oh, yeah, that may be a little bloated, but okay. But time and time again of doing that, again, the immune system says, okay, this has been enough. And then so you may develop a food sensitivity and then you may develop diarrhea and then you may develop, you know, the extreme tiredness after and then you know, if something major happens, some major stressor in the body, to the body, mental, physically, in spiritually, anything, then it can go further into a disease. So inflammation is needed, but it's not needed all the time. And I think one thing 
we are beginning to realize, but it's taken years, is we are constantly running on empty, constantly stressed. The more we go, the more we do, go, 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 do, do, do. And we think that's normal. And I think people are finally starting to turn around and say, wait a minute, this is not normal. I need to slow down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, really, I think when you slow down, that's the only time you can really take a look at the foods and the supplements even, and, you know, what you're doing to your body and putting in your body. Do you encourage supplements? I heard you mention some vitamins there. I I do. And it's not as if you come in and, you know, we kind of look at things. I have some clients that, come in and they say, I'm ready to do whatever it takes. And we move at a little bit more of a rapid pace. And I have some that say, well, I don't know. So we may start out with one supplement, you know, and it's not, you're going to be on this for the rest of your life. Some, yes. Okay. Depending on who you are, uh, you have to remember our foods. Now the soils are so depleted of minerals. Most people have to be on something, you know, to help go alongside that to supplement the nutrition that they are needing. Um, But yes, I do utilize supplements. um, And if the client's wishes is to get off as much medications as possible, then we work right alongside that. Mm -hmm. So some of the ways to know that you have leaky gut, how would, how would your clients, patients know that? How would our listeners even know, do I have leaky gut? Is there a problem here? We talked about this a little bit, but especially when it comes to mental health and happiness. Right. If, as you said, you know, kind of going from medication to medication to medication, nothing working. If you have persistent diarrhea, constipation, brain fog, achy joints, you know, loss of vitality in life, your energy is just tanked. That is one of the first places to start is going back to the gut. Um, Mm -hmm. Definitely one of the first places. Okay. So if somebody wanted to just test it out and say, I'm ready to eat healthy. I want to see if this thing is causing my depression, contributing to my anxiety, contributing to mental health issues. What is their very first step? What would you encourage somebody to do? Well, definitely kind of looking at the different toxins in their life. Um, number one, being stressed. Look at your stress level. You know, what is that like? And a lot of people say, hey, I'm, I'm fine. I handle stress just fine. Okay, are you sitting down to eat and truly being mindful? Are you taking time to rest? How is your sleep? Are you sleeping three or four hours a night and you think that that's fine? No, that's not fine. Our bodies do not replenish off of three and four hours. Um I would say people who want to eat healthier, start with trying real food, real organic, you know, as they say, around the parameters. And if you want to think, okay, well, maybe I I do, I'm real sensitive to dairy and stuff, kind of pay attention. Do you get kind of mucusy, you know, after you eat and kind of bloated, or maybe even the next day you feel gross, cut out gluten and dairy for 21 days and see what happens. Does that mean it's the magic cure for everybody? No, but Mm -hmm. trying those and also your 
processed and refined sugars, you know, just as you did on your 10 day detox, uh, starting out with those, you'll notice a pretty big difference. Okay, good deal. So the goal that we have is to create a healthy gut microbiome. And we're going to use that as a way of staving off or trying to get our negative emotions in check. All mm-hmm. emotion is fine, but when you're, you know, stacked full of a lot of negative emotion, that's one thing to look at, as well as chronic disease. Now, a lot of people don't think of the long term. We are an instant gratification society. So right. we want something right now as opposed to long term. But it is something to think about, you know, if you're eating poorly or your body feels this way, or like you said, I was on six meds and what is this going to look like when I'm 45, 50, then take a look at it because it doesn't get better unless you really are creating, um, if you're creating good health intentionally. Right. Yes. And it took, uh, you know, some people, they see very, very fast results, uh, from beginning to end. I mean, I'm completely med free. Uh, now was not type one or anything like that, but from beginning to end, it took almost three years. So, mm-hmm. you know, constantly working and stuff. So, so that a, was a journey for you. Yeah. It took yeah. A lot of work. Yes, it did. It's a but, commitment to your health, mm-hmm. isn't it, Maggie? It is. And that's what I wanted because I have uh, very vibrant friends that are in their 50s and 60s. And I thought, okay, that's what I want to be. I want to be that. I want to be like that. So how can I get like that? So good deal. Well, Maggie, I certainly appreciate you being here. I knew that you were the right guest to have today because you've got so much information about functional health and the gut. Is there anything else that I didn't ask you, but you think our listeners need to know about the gut and mental health and happiness? I can't stress enough the toxins that we consistently put ourselves through. Uh, You know, a lot of these conveniences are so amazing and everything, but uh, things like pesticides or, you know, our cleaning products or our makeup or shampoos or, you know, even things that we do ingest, that takes a toll on our body. I agree with you 100%. There's so much to look at and be mindful of, isn't there? Constantly. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And we can't completely eradicate all of them, but mm-hmm. picking areas and kind of going through and, you know, cleaning out all the products and everything and, and doing mm-hmm. that kind of one at a time. So it's not so overwhelming, but that can increase our health. Okay. So Maggie, if our listeners wanted to look you up and get one of those assessments and get on track, how can they reach you? Tell our listeners how to reach you. Maggie Roney, LPC.com. They can find me on Facebook, Maggie Roney, Counselor and Functional Medicine Practitioner. Okay, so thank you everybody for listening today. I certainly appreciate it. Maggie, I appreciate your time today. Remember, this is the eighth self-love tool, enrich your body with nourishing food, paying attention to your gut and your gut health. There is a connection to your happiness. And as a reminder, if you haven't already, 
join the Happiness Collective. It's where we're talking about all things self-love and being happy. And you're going to get all the resources and connection from other people that you can possibly handle. Thank you so much. Until next time. Bye.